Well, God morning to you. I like calling it God morning. He, he woke us up today, amen? And I, I tell you what, today's message is going to cause you to draw on your faith just a little bit. Does that sound all right? Do a little workout. How many people been working out since the first of the year? How many people said they were going to work out since the first of the year? All right, well, let's jump in. You know, as much as we want to take care of our body and the temple of the Lord, we need to be also uh, energizing and exercising our faith. So today, we're going to have an opportunity to exercise our faith. Does that sound good? Everybody ready to pump up on Jesus? Yeah. All right, let's take a look at this. Well, I call this message the choice of joy. And, and you know, uh, we might not be able to control every aspect of our lives and, and things like that, but through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can live our lives and choose joy. Amen? I want to show you how I know that's so, okay? So, now, I know that uh, God wouldn't ask us to do something that we couldn't do, would he? You wouldn't do that. Well, okay, well, we'll go unpack it here a little bit. I'm just setting the stage here. And I also realize this. That doesn't mean we're always smiling and giggling. That doesn't mean we don't have some tough times, okay? But what we're going to talk about is the joy that Paul's talking about here. Uh, we're going to be in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and 18. I'm going to pull it up on the board in just a minute. But he's talking about joy that's not based on emotion, but based on a deep love and relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen? Do you got one of those today? If you don't, I'm going to tell you what. We, we hope you get it before you leave here because it's free. Amen? Free gift to God. So let's take a look at what was going on here a little bit. I want to read this here. If you got your Bibles, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and 18. And I'm going to read a little bit through here. Uh, first, I want to tell you what was going on in, in, uh, with the Thessalonians and um, the church of Thessalonica. That's hard to say in the morning, isn't it? But what was going on? They were being persecuted pretty heavy for following Christ. Do we get persecuted a little bit? Maybe a little bit. I don't think anybody's going to stone us for it just yet. But you know what? We might be living in a time that that might happen. But, you know, that's why I say take the time to, to, to just fill up on the word of the Lord. So we know, you know, that we are his and he is ours. We are his beloved child. Amen. But this is what's going on. So they're having a lot of persecution. And so in the middle of all this stuff going on, how in the world was Paul saying through the inspired uh, uh, inspiration of the Holy Spirit to, to always be joyful? You know? Let's read this. Okay. He says, always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Now, we can run through that and go, well, it's easy for him to say. Well, I don't think it was easy for him to say. He went through quite a few things. But look at this. I, I, I got looking at this, and I said, he said, always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances. Here's the catch. You ready? Or here's the hook, I should say. All right? Because of this next line. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. You see that? So, so he, you say, how in the world can we do that? He said, it's God's will. If it's God's will, it's got to be a way, right? Now, we probably can't do it in our own uh, strength. But you know what? Through the power of the Holy Spirit, he's going to show us today how to do that. Amen? So this is the whole deal. For, his, for it's God's will for you who belong to Jesus Christ. And this is it. Here's the question. Do we belong to him? See, if we belong to him, we're going to know that joy. But, you know, sometimes the enemy wants to get in there and get our eyes off God and get our eyes on the problem. Amen. And as I was putting this together, I said, man, I better hold back a little bit because I could preach on this message next week. But I'm going to tell you what. I think really what the Lord showed me last week for this coming week that I want us to know that we are God's beloved child. And I was thinking about that. Can I give you just a little intro of what he was showing me and then, I'll, uh, then we'll finish it up next week? I was looking through the Bible and I was thinking about I think it was in Matthew chapter 3 towards the end. And this is when Jesus uh, is coming up out of the water, being baptized, being obedient to what's going on because he did not sin. Amen. All right. And we know baptism 
doesn't save us. We get baptized because we are saved, right? It's an outward expression of an inward change. But when he comes up, Jesus hadn't did any miracles or anything. And he comes up and the heavens open and says, what's happening? He says, this is my beloved son, who I'm well pleased. All right? Work with me here a little bit. And then the next chapter, Jesus is, is going out into the wilderness to be tempted by the, the devil. Right? And what does he do? What do we always say? You got to guard your mind, right? That's the enemy's play, play field right there. He's trying to get you. And what does he say to him? I never saw this till the other day. And he starts asking him stuff, just throwing that seed of doubt. And he says, if you are the son of God, do this, that, and other thing. He left out something. Didn't he? he didn't say, if you are the beloved son of God. And I got to meditate on that. See, if you know you're God's beloved, you ain't worried about anything. You got joy. Just a little... Just a little intro for next week, I believe. That's all I'm going to give you for right now. I want you to know that you're the beloved, all right? So you got to come back next week, amen, to get that. All right, I ain't got all of it, but that's what he gave me last night. So we're going to work it on down. So anyway, I'm going back to this. It's God's will for us who belong to Jesus Christ to be joyful. Now, again, I want to say joy is not based on emotions. Happiness might be. Everything's going good, I'm happy. Something goes wrong, I'm sad. But we can still find deep-rooted joy through our relationship with the Lord. And I believe God's going to show us today. I said real joy comes from knowing Jesus Christ. So let's get real today. You also have your paperwork. You know, I love to break out a word. And God is so gracious. I was, I was praying. I was, I was dreaming uh, this week. And I was just dreaming and dreaming and dreaming. And last week I told you I dreamed that I got shot. <laughs> a little bad pizza. But this week I was dreaming. And I dreamed I was coming outside of the 7-Eleven over there by your house, Ralph. And I dreamed I came out of there. And I was walking. And I saw people, and everybody was just kind of looking around, and they were just kind of humdrum. And in my dream, this is just my dream, I'm just sharing this with you. And uh, the Lord said, you need to pray for that. I said, I'm not too busy. So I said, I don't know if anybody needs prayer out here, but I pray for you. I want to tell you how much God loves you. And people started coming around. Matter of fact, they came around so much, the guy said, hey, could you move your congregation from the gas pumps? I said, man, I didn't even want to wake up, man. I was over here, and people were praying and all that, and I saw People in, in my dream just, just were so in need of hearing a word from God. Isn't that something? So I woke up and I rolled over. I said, Lord, that's an amazing dream. And he gave me this message. He said, you got to get real. So I took that word real and broke it out. And he said, you know, my, my people should have joy in their lives. So many people walk around just like what you just saw with no joy in their life because they don't know. My beloved. He gave us a twofer for this and hope you tweet. So look, we're going to break out the word real, R-E-A-F-L, excuse me. Kick it in, kicks it every now and then. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what that spells, but that's not what I want. R-E-A-L, and we're going to go through that a little bit. Isn't it good you can laugh at your pastor and still love him? That's good. I'm thankful for you guys. That's indeed. All right, if everybody's ready, say amen. I'm going to, I'm going to look at a couple of things here. Sometimes it's good to know the reason that we're blessed. Because sometimes we forget, right? In, in, in uh, 1 Thessalonians, it has a lot to talk about, about joy. So I just went through and read a few things. I said, I'm just going to pick about 10 things just to get everybody pumped up on joy, and then we'll go into the rest of the message. Is that all right? Let's look at a, a few things. Well, first, you have grace and peace from God. Every time I do, do one, you've got to say amen. Yeah. All right. And I looked at this. I said, we're in perfect peace with God because of Christ. Not because of you. Not because of me. 
Not because of all the things you do, but because of Christ. Amen. See, you see where this is going, don't you? We're pointing all the praise to Jesus. Keep on going. God will finish the good work of transforming us into the image of Christ that he begun through the gospel. How many know the gospel is a powerful thing? The gospel message, actually gospel means good news. The good news is Jesus Christ came to this earth without sin. The perfect sacrifice gave his life for all of us on the cross and rose on the third day. That's the gospel. And when you put your faith and trust in that, you say, wait a minute. He did that for me? Yeah, he did that for you. But it doesn't do you any good, really, unless you receive it by faith. I can, I can, you can bring me a cake and I never open it. I don't really get the benefits of it. Amen? That ain't going to happen here. I'm going to get the benefit of it. I'll tell you why. So what I'm saying is when you have a gift, take advantage of it. Right? The gift of life is through Jesus Christ. Well, keep rolling here. I was digging around and, and fellow believers are a gift from God and are partakers with you in the promises of God. Look next door. Look side to side. Did you realize that you sit beside a gift? Yeah? Yeah? Look a little closer if you can't see it. All right? <laughs> Let me tell you. There's a gift. There's a gift. <laughs> I ain't going to ask. I'm going to keep rolling. I'm going to keep rolling on that. <laughs> but you know what? Isn't it great to know that we have brothers and sisters in, in Christ that are a true gift to us? Amen? They are. Because we've talked about this many times. Let me tell you. A, a nice, encouraging word from somebody that loves you makes all the difference. Amen? When you know that you're accepted, when you know that they love you just the way you are, and they want God's best for you, amen? And so we're partakers with them in the grace, amen? All right, everybody doing good. Here we go. In Christ, you are filled with the fruit of righteousness. Do you feel righteous today? Most of us say, no, I don't really feel righteous. In our own? No. Probably don't measure up too good. But in Jesus, we measure up just fine. People say, why do you talk about Jesus so much? I said, because we measure up just fine in Jesus. I ain't got much to say about money. But I can tell you, I can talk all day long about Jesus, what he's done, what he's doing. And let me just tell you guys, this, this right here, when I look at here and see a house full of folks this morning, it is a blessing, man. God whispered this into my heart in 2001. It's 2014 now, right? See, I could have said, well, I don't see nobody running around here, right? I ain't going to say that again. But anyway, but we do that, don't we? I mean, get the shovel lift. I don't know what's going on. I mean, right, I'm telling you. I'm the only one that does that, right? Grace, when you do that, <laughs> he's a yo-yo, brother, yo-yo. But we do that sometimes, don't we? But then when things start coming through, you say, well, I knew he'd do it. <laughs> Come on, man. Just enjoy the ride. Enjoy the journey, right? Because the destination's secure, right? The destination secure. This is where the bump, bruises, and setbacks happen, but God doesn't leave you, amen? That ain't even in the notes. I'm just sharing that with you because we might have a few bumps and bruises, all right? So we're filled with righteousness. Our righteousness is imputed to us through what Jesus Christ has done. That's good news, see? And he doesn't flip the switch off and on. I like you today. You remember that little note, you know, when you were little? Do you love me? Yes or no? And then he sent it off, and they said, what day? No, every day. What did you bring for lunch? You know, the whole, all these things, but unconditional love. Do you love me? Yes or no? His answer is yes. Amen? I want you to know his, his answer is yes. Well, let's keep on rolling. God works your circumstances to his glory. Man, that's a hard one to digest sometimes, isn't it? It's a hard one to digest when you're going through. And I say this many times. A lot of times we don't understand the answer this side of heaven. But I tell you what, as we raise our, our hearts and minds and eyes up to focus on Christ, we can see that he never leaves us through those tough times. Amen. And that's what I hope people see, how God weaves things together for the good, even when we don't understand. He is still at work in our life, cultivating good 
grace, and glory. Amen? That's the guy we serve. All right. So where's our focus at? It's got to be on Jesus. You know what? I don't think y'all are excited enough. I don't think y'all are joy-filled enough. Let's hit another. I'll give you another. I told you I got ten. But there's a whole promises in this world. All right. There we go. The mercy of God flows in the sorrows of your life. Have you ever noticed that? Sometimes we just get so overwhelmed. But I'm going to tell you what. God will flow through your sorrows. God will remind you of the things that he's promised you. God will bring people in your life. God will uh, instruct you to a scripture to encourage you to hold on to that. You know, a few weeks ago, Thomas was praying about some things. And, and I always said, even when the boys were younger, and I tell you guys, this, so what scripture are you standing on? See, when I go to the Lord, I take his word. And I lay it out there. Lord, you said, you know what? That I'm your beloved. Even when I don't feel like it. That doesn't change his word. Because you know what? He's tried and true. He's not a man that he can lie. He doesn't go back on his promises. Amen. We're secure in Christ. So even in the sorrows of life, God is working mercy into our very being. Amen. Well, the Lord himself is the reason to rejoice. Somebody say amen there. I mean, just think about it. If you didn't know anything else about anything else and you just know Jesus, you're blessed. Amen. But when you know Jesus, you start realizing other things and you go, man, he's blessed me with a family and some friends. I got up today. I can see you today. Right? Got cakes today. Notice I said with an S. That's a double blessing. Cupcakes. All that stuff. Blood pressure going to be 900 over 50. That's all right. Yeah. And I go Tuesday. Pray for me. All right. I got to do more blood work. Here we go. Your true citizenship is in heaven. We're just passing through. And I wrote this. I said, we have a home in heaven. And the address isn't going to change. The address isn't going to change. You know what? I have the opportunity to visit a lot of people. And sometimes it's not really fun. And what I mean by that, sometimes we're going through some difficult times. But I can tell you this. When I go and visit somebody and I know they know Christ, it's all the difference. Is it sorrowful time when we're going through? Absolutely, yeah. Is God going to be with us? Absolutely. But knowing the promises of God and knowing what God said he'll do when we call upon the name of Jesus, that gives us hope. That gives us peace. And our home is in heaven, amen? And so we're just passing through. Look at somebody say, I'm just passing through. Just passing through. All right, here we go. God hears your prayers and gives you peace. He said, well, I don't know about that. Well, you know, knowing God's listening to you, knowing the creator of the universe leans into your request, what are we singing to him? Are we praising him? What are we telling him? Are we praising him? When we're here doing the songs, are we really kind of just, are we just, just, just doing a little jamming? Or are we really lifting our hearts up and saying, you know, Lord, it's about you. Man, there is freedom in Jesus Christ. Think about that freedom. Everybody loves freedom, amen? You know, nobody really wants somebody to tell you what to do when you don't like rules and all those things. We just, man, we just push back like that, right? But you know what? You were bought with a price. To freely serve God. Amen. And you know what? When he does give us uh, guidelines and he does give us his word, it's not to hurt you. It's to love you and help you. Amen. You don't tell your kids stuff because you want them to miss out on something, right? You know? When you're little, you think, how come I don't get to go? Because probably you probably get run over by all the other kids. You're small. You know, whatever. How come I don't get to do this? Because you know what? You don't need to go out there. How come? I remember this. I want to tell on myself again. I was 18 years. I had to be home at 11 o'clock, man. I mean 11 o'clock. And if I was late, right, he would take it. Or my dad would take it. He said, well, you come home at 11.30 tonight, did he? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He said, well, yeah, I'll see you at 10.30 tomorrow. Whew. So I started getting real smart. I said, well, you know what? If everything's going good, I'll just say the 12, and then I can come home at 10 the next night. Oh, it didn't work like that. <laughs> You're not going to figure him out. Yeah. He said, well, I don't think you need to go. Right? My buddy's dad used to tell me, saying, nothing good happening after 12 o'clock. Amen? I don't know. I can't hardly make it at 12 o'clock anymore. So I'm just saying, you know what? There's reasons that God puts his word into our life and in our heart. And if we never open his word, we're not going to know. And it's always for our benefit. It's always uh, spoken through the lens of his love for us. Amen. And sometimes, man, when, when we get a no from God, we think, oh, man, no. But it should be, I, want, I, I need this, I think. And then later on, you find out, well, thank you. Amen. Anybody had that happen? You know, we talk about that sometimes. You pray and you're praying and you're praying a certain way and God says, nope. Or maybe he says, not right now. And you go, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And God says, no. And then later on you say, Whew. glad he's in charge. Are you glad God's in charge? I mean, you say amen. All right. Here we go. God faithfully meets your needs and the needs of your fellow believers in Christ. You know, sometimes... That's tough when you're the one in need, amen? But I'm going to tell you something that I've seen just through our brothers and sisters here. I see how you guys pull together behind the scenes. You know, there's a lot of things done here that don't have the light on it. You understand what I'm saying? There's a lot of things people just do because it's the right thing to do. And that just blesses my heart when I see that. You know? They don't give to give. They give because, you know what? There's a need. Amen? That's a powerful thing right there. And you know what that is? That is an outflowing of God in your life. That's an outflowing of God's joy in your life. That you start putting somebody else's needs above yours a little bit. And I'm going to promise you, your time will come. It'll come back around to you, amen? God's not going to, he notices everything. He's not going to, he's, he's not going to leave you out, amen? That's the God we serve, amen? Well, let's see what else we got. Everybody did good on that. Now, I'll just give you a little pumping up here, so we're going to jump on into it. So you know at least ten reasons why you're blessed, right? Why you should be joyful, right? At least. Everybody say yes, at least. All right, here we go. Well, there should be evidence. Think about this. You will always see the evidence of real joy in someone's life that is practicing God's presence. What are you saying, practicing His presence? When we're in communion with God, when we're seeking after God, you're going to see something in that person's life that's just a little bit different. You watch. Look around and you see what I'm talking about. Take a look at this. I said confidence of Christ in your, in your life produces the evidence of joy. And I don't mean arrogance. I don't mean, I'm, I'm, talking, I'm talking confidence. That brings the benefits. You know? Isn't it something to know? It, it, it's, it's confidence in Christ. I thought about this one time. It's favor. Anybody ever had the favor of God? Right? My father-in-law calls it fog. Favor of God, you know? And I thought about that, and, and I thought when I was putting this together last night, I thought about just a real simple day-to-day -day thing where I had some favor through, through man, but it was a blessing to my family. I thought it was really cool. Years ago, we went looking for a minivan. I learned so much. The time we went to buy a car before that, Denise saw a car she liked. I said, honey, we need to get this car. It's a better deal. Lower mileage, all these things. Well, three months later, we were trading that car to get what she wanted. Amen? Y'all supposed to laugh, then please help me. <laughs> I learned something. If mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. And she's pretty laid back. But there was problems with the car. 
She said, I said, what's wrong with the car? It's beautiful. She said, it makes a noise like a frog every time I turn the corner. I said, what? She said, it croaks every time we turn the corner. I said, you got to be kidding me. Sure enough, I went around, went back. And, and you know those guys at the, at the, at the uh, auto place, they go, well, what's going on? I said, it, it, it croaks. My wife says, it croaks. He said, what? And you know what he did? Just like that commercial, you might have seen it. He said, wait a minute. We got a guy that can help you with that. And like three guys come around. He said, can you do it again, sir? And I go, it's kind of croaking. He goes, do it louder. And I'm going, it's croaking. I mean, it's a, and he goes, and the guy said, one more time. And I know they were just laughing. I was going, out there. They, were they never fixed it. They said, we didn't hear nothing. That's just the insight to my story there. I did not have paper there. So we went to another place. And then he said, I think I'd like to get a minivan. I said, whatever we can swing and you want it, I don't care. Whatever. You know, you like the white one, you like the green one, I don't care. You just tell me which one and then I'll go in there and beg mercy. <laughs> so we go and the guy comes out, man, them guys jump out. Woo! Hey, how you doing today? How you doing today? What's your name, sir? Yeah. How can you mess up, buddy? That I've been called Bucky, Billy, Betty. Betty. I'm saying, Bobby. Bobby. Everything else. Scotty, even. I'm thinking. Anyway, I go there and I think this is going to be a long day. And so the guy calls me something that ain't even close to my name. Anyway, we're looking and, uh, you know, she's looking. She goes, I like this. And I'm going, don't say you like it. Just give me the, just give me the nod, you know. Because that's how you got a deal, right? You can't let them know. Because if they know your wife likes it, they got you. I said, okay, this is how we're going to do this, right? So we get over there. But God was looking out, right? Talking about favor. Just favor men. So here we are. And the guy, and I said, well, how much is it? And about the guy, time the guy, he was calculating and, and getting the sun links up, I mean, satellites hooked up and everything like that. I thought, oh. friend of ours that runs the place goes, hey, bud, what's up? I go, hey, man, what's going on? Hey, Denise, how y'all doing? Let me know what you find. Come in and see me. And he went, that guy went, took his calculator, shoved it back in his pocketbook, um, in his uh, shirt pocket. I said, what's the deal? I said, how much is it? He said, it don't matter. You know him. <laughs> hey, man. That's good. That's real good. Now, I'm just, that's, a low, that's just a little level. Now, we know God. It gets better. We drive the car. We like the car. And she's really liking the car. And now I'm going, oh, they didn't tell me how much it was. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, she's driving. Look at this. She's waving. I'm in the parade wave, this one. You know you're going there. She's going like this. And then I know I'm going, because would you like to go through Chick-fil-A? Oh, she's trying to win me over. I'm going in there. Yeah, whatever. Let's get a Chick-fil-A. So we go back and I sit down and he says, do you like the car? I said, she likes the car. Man. And he says, uh, is that your car? I said, the one with the frog in it? No, I didn't. <laughs> he, said, he said, yeah. He said, uh, do you want to trade it? I said, oh, yeah. And he looks at it and everything. He says, okay, this is what I can give you for this car. This is what I want to do uh, on the van. Is that okay? And I said, that, that sounds pretty good. And I said, well, look. I'd like to put a little bit extra money down. Denise was doing real estate at the time. So she's got to close them like at the end of the month. If you still got the car at the end of the month, um, we'll come up and do the deal. I really appreciate your time. He said, I don't understand. No, no high pressure. He just said, I don't understand. I said, what? He said, I thought you liked the car. I said, yeah, I do. He said, well, take it. I said, I want to put more money down. He said, I heard you. When you get the money, come and see me. I ain't worried about it. What? I took the car. We drove for like, a, I had to track him down. and go, hey, man, I want to pay you. I mean, can, you do, can we do it Wednesday? 
I can do it anytime you want. Wednesday, hey man, I'm a little tired. Can we do it next week? Yeah. So we finally settled up, okay? Why do you talk about that? That was a blessing. He knew me. I knew him. There was favor. There was a relationship. You see? It was a blessing there. It wasn't all this other stuff that we put in between these relationships. If you can have favor with man like that, how much more favor can you have with God? Amen? That's all I'm trying to say. Hey, God is unlimited in what he has for you. I appreciate y'all working through that. And uh, hopefully we don't have to get any new cars lately. All right, here we go. Evidence. Your serving comes from the heart, not obligation. Now, you know I had to throw that in there. We talked about that often. But think about it. There's a big difference. You know, the difference between I get to and I got to. You know, there's a big difference. We get to come here. We, we live in a place that we can come. And, and, you know, with all the stuff, the Internet and all those different things. And by the way, Tim's working on a new, uh, new project for the uh, website. Don't press him on it. Give him some elbow room. But before too long, we're going to have a whole new setup on the, on the Internet. www.keepacomps.org. What did I say? On the, on the website. So another way. These are the tools that maybe you might not see all the time, but these are tools that God has equipped us with to get the gospel message all over the world. That's amazing, man. God is amazing putting his team together and doing things. All right, so we get to serve, and what else? When we do, you're going to see these three things. You're going to see compassion, you're going to see kindness, and thoughtfulness. Thoughtfulness. Man, powerful stuff. You know, I looked at this, I said, seeing, the, the other, seeing other people's needs over yours is amazing. You know, there's something else. I was thinking about this, you know, you get a, you get a lot of cards, and you get a lot of different things, man. But I got to do just a really, really cool text this morning for my nephew. Price. Did you know Uncle Bud's number one? He says so. That's good for me. So you know when I think about the evidence, evidence when you've got a relationship with somebody that you care about, that you're speaking to their life, that you love, and, and then it comes back to you. Man, that's powerful. Now you think about the relationship you've got with God. Unlimited resources. He loves you. He gave his life for you. All that. It should be evidence of joy in our life. When we represent him. Are we going to have tough times? Absolutely. Are we going to have some bumps and bruises and all those things? Absolutely. But you know what? The deep-rooted joy, it is a choice of joy. I pray that we claim that choice today because it should be evident in our life when we do that. Amen? I wrote a little something down here. I said the evidence of joy being displayed in our lives is Jesus being reflected through our lives. Does that make sense? The evidence, I better read it again because I don't want to blow it. I said the evidence of joy being displayed in our lives is Jesus being reflected through our lives. That's a powerful thing right there. See, if you know him, you can't represent or represent him if you don't know him. How do you get to know him? You dig in that word. You spend some time with him. You know, I could read, I could, I could read a book on Sunday. I've mentioned this before. I could know his favorite color, what he likes to do, and everything else, but I will never know him unless I spend time with him. You know, that's why it's so important. But let me tell you, by reading God's word that's alive, you can know him, you can meet Jesus. You can meet Jesus right here today, amen? And the evidence will be in your life. Let's keep on going. Well, if there's evidence, guess what? It's going to start to affect things, right? I said real joy affects other situations as well as your own. Have you ever seen that? When the evidence of joy is flowing in your life, it starts to affect other people. People will start seeking you out. They will ask you your input. You ever have that happen? You know? Sometimes people say, man, you, you know, you went through this situation 
How did you come out the other side? Jesus. I've said this many times. If I'm going through a situation, I want to talk to the person that made it through the other side. I want to know what's going on. And a lot of times you think that your situation is so unique that nobody else is like that. And that may be so. But somebody has went through something like that. Amen, Jesus. Amen. He's closer than a brother, closer than a friend. He's always there. Never a dial tone. He's not counting the minutes, you know. He's not saying, well, you didn't have enough postage on that. You didn't do right, uh, so I'm not going to listen to you. He says, I love you just the way you are. See, it starts to affect your life. And as it affects your life, it's going to impact others' lives. Amen. God gets the glory. All right. Well, it can even affect your health. Amen. Anybody worry? All right, I'm going to pray for y'all. Anybody tell a story? We worry sometimes, don't we? We can say it, but sometimes we say, no, we're just concerned. Sometimes we worry, right? But look at this. Proverbs 17, 22 says, a joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. You ever just feel burnt out, just give up, just, man, just sometimes, I, 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 there's been times in my life, you know, I feel like that, that roadkill on the road. You know, I'm thinking, no, no, no. And then I start thinking about this. See, sometimes if you got a good friend, they're speaking to your life even if it hurts. Get up. Stop whining. And hopefully they know the compassion. Sometimes you're like, there's sometimes you need loving. Sometimes you need direction. Sometimes you need encouragement. And sometimes you need a nudge, amen? And you know what? I pray as we walk through this thing called life um, that we are listening to the Holy Spirit, how we can love one another, how we can encourage them. If you always respond, with love. You can't go wrong. Because even if it doesn't look like it at the time to that person, God will show them over time that it was. But you know what? Get your counsel from the Lord and pass it on to them. Amen. That's where we got to go. It always comes out of God's word. Always comes out of him. Amen. Here we go. I like this. I was sharing this the other day. I said, joy is the first cousin of peace. He said, what do you mean by that? If you got joy, peace is going to follow. Amen. Now, that doesn't mean, again, I want to go through this. I am not minimizing anybody's situation. I'm going past the situation to the heart of the matter, telling you that God said we can have joy in every situation if we're his. And the reason we do is because we're going to focus on him. And you know what comes, like, like I said, from the joy comes the peace. Anybody like peace? Amen? It's priceless, isn't it? You let, let peace, let that come out of your situation. You'll find out how much it's worth. And I want to tell you something. You can't buy it. There's a many a millionaire trying to buy peace. And they ain't found it yet. But it's priceless. The peace that passes all understanding is through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. Well, let's keep on rolling. Joy will put a song in your heart. Man, I tell you what, God deals with me on Saturday night. He really does. And my buddy's grandma used to tell us this all the time. She said, that, what, what, I heard that. She said, uh, she used to tell us, the Lord will put a smile on your face, honey, and a song in your heart. And I remember that. My buddy, you know, sometimes it, it's crazy some of the stuff you do. We would buy a lot of eggs for my friend's grandmother. She said, what do you mean? She always she said, right, we just bought some eggs. Why is it that you want to just throw eggs when you go to the store? We would go, and she said, well, she would just, she would give us a little sermonette. She would talk to us about Jesus and everything else. And then she said, we're out of eggs again. We all go to the store. And everybody said, sure will. And we go, and man, Granny, you ain't going to believe it. We dropped some. We would just throw them at stuff and throw them at, I mean, everything. Stop signs, everything. Just crazy stuff. How does that work in all this stuff? 
She never beat us down. She never did anything else. She said, mm-mm-mm. Lord's going to have to provide now. You know, you got to thinking about that. She knew how to use the word to bring correction without beating you up through love. So after a couple of trips going to the, to the egg store, my boss said, hey, you think you can hit that? I said, no, I don't think I can hit that. Because I know we're going to have to ask, answer the granny, right? You know, a lot of times we just do some crazy stuff sometimes, right? Thinking about ourselves, never thinking about the repercussions or anything like that. And you know what? The effect that that lady had on my life started changing the way I responded. That's what I'm getting to. Just her speaking a little bit of love about God. That she was going to trust God to multiply what we had tore up. She knew we did it. You know? When you're laying on top of somebody's house and throwing them like this and they beat on the door because you're hitting the cars. Come on, Jeff. Help me. <laughs> I'm on my own. I'm on my own, right? And, and, you know, things like that. And then you see how God works that out. Yes, we washed our cars after that. Yes, we did. So, you know, all this stuff. Now, you guys probably will not remember the scripture, but you're going to remember that, that story, right? And I tell you that story for this. Because, you know what? She was showing us a godly example even when we were acting godless. When we were acting crazy. When we were just being kids. We didn't think about hurting anybody or hitting anything or anything else or maybe not having enough for breakfast next morning. We just said, man, that really splattered, man. That was cool, you know? But see, God could take that and make a lesson 40, 40 years later in my life. God will put a smile on, on your face and a song in your heart. He'll do it, amen? Let's keep on going. Joy is the effect of God's love in you. You ever notice that? When you got God's love in you, you're going to smile. You're going to have to, you're going to have, even, and even if you're not smiling, if you got God's love in you, God can cultivate that in your life to bring joy. Do you believe that today? God can cultivate that love in your life. I was thinking like, about this. I said, it's hard to, to, to be quiet when you're full of joy. Amen. Tanya reminded me of this several times this week because my sister found some old pictures and all this stuff and motorcycle pictures and all these different things. And I'm standing up on the wheel and dragging my feet and all this. And my sister writes something to the, my brother, full throttle. Amen. <laughs> full throttle, wide open. Whatever I do, I like it. Man, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. And it didn't stop with Jesus either. See, when God came into my life, I was so grateful. That somebody loved me with all the mistakes and everything else. And to know that God would still love me even at 49 or 59 or 109 or whatever he gives us here. Because you know what? He doesn't change. And he continues to pour that love into my life. And what I want to do, I want to share it with you. I want it to affect your life. I want you to see the difference that God makes in everybody's life. And guess what? You make a difference. Because God said, you're worth it. Amen? Everybody doing good? Let's keep on rolling. But we're going to get the love then. All right, here we go. I said, real joy grows out of understanding the love God has for you. See, I think a lot of times we don't understand the love God has for us. And maybe we really can't get all of it, but we can sure get a good picture. We can surely get a good picture. You want, let me help you with a picture. It's right here. Here's the picture. We'll just move that right here so you can see it. That's a good picture right there. He gave it all for us. He gave it all for us. For you, for you, for you, for you, for you, for you, for you. Oh, you mean when I was being a nice guy? Nope. On your worst day. On your worst day. And I thought that's amazing. And I said, you know, do we really understand? Do, do you know that you're saved today? I didn't even know when somebody told me that. Saved from what? 
I don't know if I could have been any further away from the church. Not that I didn't believe. I just didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. I said many times, I thought God was some, some big old man in the sky waiting for me to mess up. Going to knock him down. I didn't know that he's the creator of the universe. I didn't know that he knew every hair on my head. I didn't know that he would give me the privilege to speak his word. I didn't know that he would forgive my sin. I didn't know that he would provide a family. I didn't know that I'd have friends like this. I didn't understand all that, but God did. See, that's the effect that I see in my life now. But it comes out of knowing the love that God has for me and for you. Do you know God loves you today? I hope you do. Take a look at this. Sometimes it's just good to go back to the basics, isn't it? If there's probably one scripture that's quoted more than any other in the Bible, it's probably John 3, 16, right? Most people know that. I'm going to read a little bit here, and, and I'm going to just go through and, and kind of pick it apart a little bit. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Now let's just stop right there. Because that's usually where we stop. We don't go on to 17, right? He says, you know, I love you. And I love you so much that, that I gave my son for you. There was a debt that he didn't know. There was a price that we couldn't pay. And God worked it all out, amen. And he says, well, and, and, and what does he do? That whoever, say whoever, whoever, believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life or eternal life. How long is that? Forever. That's it. Then why do we think we're going to lose it? Why do we think we can undo something God did? Gave you some peace and joy right there, didn't we? Well, let's go on. Now, look at this, 17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Somebody say hallelujah there. He didn't come in there to beat you up. Remember the, the picture that I had? God was sitting boy leaning over the balcony of heaven. There he goes again. I'm going to get him. Get an egg. Y'all got that? That's not what he did. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be. Saved. Saved from what? Hell. Eternity in hell. Saved so that we can have peace in our lives. Saved, think about this. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's go read. I want you to look at this. Are you willing to allow God's love and joy to flow through you and impact the lives for the kingdom? Others' lives for the kingdom, all right? I want you to think about that. And I said, you know what? When you really think about that, that's why we're still here. Can you imagine that? God's got a job for you. God's got a mission for you. It might look different than mine, but I'm going to tell you what, it's going to point praise to Jesus. It might, it might be a whole different setup than what he has for Mike. But it's still going to point people to Jesus. Amen. I promise you that. Whatever calling is, it's going to point people to Jesus. You might not be preaching. You not, might not be playing guitar. You might be baking cakes. You might be handing out something. You might be clicking the computer. You might just be listening to somebody one day and say, you know what? I heard somebody talk about this one day about the love of God. You know what? He'll use you, amen. So think about that. See, a lot of times, now here's the other side of it. A lot of times we'll get saved and then we want to sit on the sidelines. You ever seen that? But we get coming. I gave my life to the Lord and that's great. That's what we want. And then we sit there and we're here and we're thinking, man, buddy, he's talking a lot today. It's going to be a long line at the buffet. I wish he'd hurried up and then they just smile. Yeah, praise the Lord. Come on. Come on, finish it up. You know, yeah, hallelujah, brother. You're talking way too much today. Right? But you know what? Why don't I bring that up? Because there's so much more. There's so much more that God's got for us. Amen? And, and, and think about this. If you got saved, and, and when we got saved, if that was it, poof, gone to heaven. 
But he left us here. Why? Because he's got a job for you. Time to saddle up then. See, when we get saved, everybody say, got saved, I'm going to sit on the sidelines of life, man. And when I take my last brother, I'm going to be in heaven. That is true. That when you take your last breath, you'll be in heaven. But you know what? I like to say, come up in and he said, well done, my good and faithful servant. Amen? I, we don't work to get to heaven. We allow God to work through us because we're going to heaven. That's a big difference, amen? That's a huge difference right there. Because we get to. Not because we got to. I want you to hear that today. Well, take a look at this. Come on down here. We have a choice in the matter. Choose joy. Did you ever thought you had a choice to choose joy? I've been practicing this week. Practicing his presence. Practice. I mean, I had a lot of things this week I could have had the shovel lift. And I said, I'm not going to let him rob my joy. And I started out being mad when I said it. And the Lord said, that doesn't sound like you. <laughs> that doesn't sound like you're very joyful. Man, I'm not going to let them rob my joy because of that. Blood pressure going straight on up. And I said, wait a minute. I'm not going to let them get on me like that. Wait a minute. Let me go back to those blessings that I was looking at. Man, I got peace with God. I got an amazing family. I got a real big amazing family right here. And that's what I think about. I think about, you know what? It's not about stuff. It's about the substance called love through the Lord Jesus Christ that pours into my life every day. It's about when God whispers to me and says, you're my beloved. Who said that? Man. I didn't hear him say that to me. Open his word. He'll tell you. Open his word. He'll tell you that real fast. Yes. Even when you miss the mark. I always like to tell you this. That doesn't mean live any way you want. Live for the Lord because of what he's done for you. And when you do fall and when you do stumble, get back up and say, Lord, you know what? I need you help now. I need you to keep carrying me on. I want you to just walk with me. That's being real, right? We talk about real. Being real is this, that people make mistakes over. Guess what else is real? God forgives me. Won't you? See, we want forgiveness when it's our hand in the cookie jar. I say this all the time. But if it's our cookie jar, we want the arm. And so I pray today as we hear this message that you choose joy. I'm going to hit you with one last slide. Going back to the, to the beginning. The choice of joy. Can we read this together? On one, two, three, let's read. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Do you belong to Christ Jesus? Do you belong to Christ Jesus today? I want you to know, if you belong to Christ Jesus today, he says, you know what, that's his will for you. God does not want you shovel lift on Monday morning. How many know sometimes, sometimes job we got to go, we got to do. There's some people glad that they got a job. Some people are going, my goodness, I don't know what am I going to do. And then we get ready to go and go, man, I got to do this and I got to do that. All he says we get, let the world beat us down. Let the Lord lift you up. Speak the word of God. Understand who we are in Christ. Understand that we have a choice in joy. Always be joyful. I know it's tough and I know, I believe that it's impossible on your own. But I know that it's possible. All things are possible because it's God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus to be full of joy. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you today that we can have that joy, that we can have your love and that real joy comes from knowing Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that we plug in today to the promises of God. And if you're here today, you say, well, that sounds good, buddy, but you know what? That's something I've never done. Well, you know what? Today's your day. 
If you've never asked the Lord to come into your life, I pray that you look at here, look up here right now, because I want you to hear what I'm saying. This is for you. This is for you. This is for you. If you've never given your life to the Lord, you say, what do you mean by that? Ask God to come into your life and forgive you every sin. The Bible says that he has got it under control. When he said, for God so gave, loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Do you believe in him? And from your heart, I just ask you to open your heart and say, Lord, today that message made sense. Today, Lord, I know my sin separates me from you. And I need you, Lord, come into my life again. Today, I'm trusting you. You're finished work on the cross. That's you today. Don't leave here without telling somebody today was my day. And if you're here today and you say, man, it's been a rough week, a rough month, a rough life, I want to let you know that God says there can still be joy in your life. I don't know what loss that you had, and I am never minimizing that. But what I do want to do is point you to the love of Christ that gives us the privilege of calling on the name above all names that brings joy, that brings restoration, that brings peace and forgiveness. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Yeah. You know, sometimes we just make it hard, don't we?